This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to Around the Dial, your one-stop shop for sports talk's best moments every day. Here's your host, CBS Sports Radio's Damon Amendolara. Welcome inside Around the Dial, the best in your sports talk for Friday, July the 5th. I'm your host, D.A., and amidst the NBA free agency, merry-go-round, Major League Baseball's all-star break, NFL camps opening up here soon, we must talk about the most important sporting event of yesterday. The Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest on America's birthday. We celebrate the most American of gluttony, eating as many hot dogs as humanly possible. And once again, the machine that is Joey Chestnut wins in 2019. Yet another championship. Now, did Chestnut not only win, but go out and party all night like he had won the Stanley Cup? Here is George Shea on the Mac Attack WFNZ in Charlotte. After a party or two last night, they are... They are fresh and back at it today doing media. I love it. So the, so they don't take it easy on their stomachs. They go they go and, and do more damage by partying after the hot dog. I like that. I respect that. I, I have to be completely discreet, and I'm sure there's a confidentiality agreement somewhere, so I'll speak generally. The eaters in general go out hard after the contest. Nice. I like that. That's crazy, though, man. That, do, do they ever get like, – does it make them sick, the combination, or are they, they, they can probably handle it, I guess? Well, they can handle it. I, you know, the the honest uh, truth is, I think that after a big day like that, they get like they get tired. You know, like you need a nap kind of thing. Uh, okay. And, okay. Um, and then they sort of freshen up and go out. It's funny. My uh, there, there was talk of the party starting at like eleven thirty or something like that. And I was like, you know what? Makes me feel like a very old man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, George. This is T Bone. Has Bill Russell reached out or put out a statement yet on getting passed in championships by Joey Chestnut? I, I, he has not. We will be watching for that. <laughs> I love it. I love too. Just that you know the things like the graphics they put up compared to that you guys put up on the broadcast about comparing Bill Russell and Nate All. I mean, it's just it's all so tongue in cheek. Your brother's hilarious with the tongue in cheek commentary as well. As far as your intros go. Like, they are really hilarious, and uh, our guy Billy DeMarlin here, who works with us, pointed it out, that he doesn't think, you're not looking at any script or anything. Is that completely memorized, or are you almost just winging what you're saying about all these? Like, how are you doing this, man? It's it's amazing. No, Yeah, they're, they're memorized. You know, I, I do have a guy in the crowd with, like, a list of the eaters, right? So yeah. they're, 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 I think there were 18 men. I would get so amped up, and it has to be done. It's, I got 10 minutes, it's live. You can't mess up, right? So 10 minutes is my, is my limit, and you just got to get it done on ESPN. So I have a guy there with a list of the, of the eaters, and then maybe like, you know, for instance, Joey's, Joey's intro, it just said, I know that one anyway, but it, says Joey, it, it just says Joey, silent warrior, right? And that, that starts me off, and, I, and I, uh, you know, the rest of it's all memorized. But, um, yeah, you know, listen, when you're talking about Joey Chestnut, 
you know, you're really talking about this sort of epic, grand uh, American poetry, really, is what he is. So, so it's very <laughs> well, easy to it's very easy to deliver. Of course, why wouldn't it? It's like when we talk about Cam Newton here yeah. Char- on Charlotte Sports Talk. You know, you're talking about greatness, uh, George. You uh, you had one yesterday where a guy's bio, and I forget his name, and I apologize. He is a marriage counselor slash paranormal investigator. I like that guy yesterday. <laughs> yeah, he's you know uh, Pablo Martinez of of, of California. He literally, that's what he does. And I, and I, and I always check with my guys and I go, is that literally what he does? So that's what he does. And, um, uh, but he's actually a terrific guy. 30 hot dogs and buns with Sally at California. But the, the truth of the matter is that 30 hot dogs and buns in this day and age is just not going to get you where you, you need to go. In fact, Matt Stoney up toward 50, uh, Jeffrey Esper around 50 and, uh, Darren Breeden in that 50 range. And it was nothing, right? They're 20 behind yeah. the camp. A little, little crazy. Look, when you're an elite athlete like Chestnut, you deserve to be able to enjoy your spoils. Whether it's Kawhi Leonard the night after the NBA Finals or maybe the Stanley Cup champion, St. Louis Blues, drinking out of the Stanley Cup. Perhaps it's the New England Patriots partying well into the night with the Vince Lombardi Trophy or any other championship team or athlete. You've got to give Joey Chestnut and the other hot dog champions their moment in the sun. That includes apparently parting into the night with a belly full of 57 hot dogs. Yuck. Okay, so on to baseball. In D.C., we just saw Max Scherzer have one of the great months ever. The Washington Nationals ace in six starts in June went 6-0 and with an absolutely ridiculous sub-1 ERA. Think about that. 6-0. and with a sub-1 ERA for the Nationals. I can't believe it. Here he is with Grant and Danny after his historic June on 106.7 The Fan in D.C. Max Scherzer, the ace of the Nationals, on a heater right now, the likes of which we've never seen in this town. And really, in Major League Baseball, there's only a handful of guys over the last several years who could say they've done in a month what Max Scherzer just did in June. Max, you got to be feeling really good. It seems like every time you take the mound right now, it's seven or eight innings, you know, one run, 10 to 15 strikeouts. It's amazing to watch. What does it feel like to be going through it? Oh, thanks for having me on, guys. Um, no, I just feel good. Uh, I feel I feel consistent. I feel locked in with all my pitches and mechanics. And so uh, right now it's just working with Zook and just trying to come up with a game plan and just going out there and executing it. Feels like you guys really are on the same page. I know we talked about this with uh, with you and Jan Gomes working together for the first time early on in the season. Feels like you and Kurt Suzuki are sharing a hive mind or something at this point. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just in rhythm, and and kind of way how I can kind of describe that is like there's times where I'm sitting there and I'm on the mound, I'm kind of thinking like, oh, this would be the perfect pitch to throw. You know, I hope he puts down this pitch, and sure enough, he puts it down. Uh, and so you're just working. We're not. I'm not having to shake. We know exactly what we want to throw, how we want to uh, execute the plan, um, and when we want to kind of deviate from it, and when we want to get creative. And so uh, that's that's where you know we, now we have kind of a rapport working with each other. What what works, what doesn't work, and uh, we're just kind of on the same page. I could read off all the numbers that are mind-boggling right now, but then the segment would end. But just know you have career bests right now in ERA, ERA plus, FIP. Strikeouts per nine percentage, strikeout walk percentage, home runs per nine, home run percentage, swinging strike percentage, first pitch strike percentage, ground ball percentage, war per game started, uh, and your average fastball velocity is higher than it's ever been before. 
Uh, you're 34 years old. This shouldn't be possible. You're not really a human being. We all know you're from another planet. How are you throwing harder now, 95.0, than you've ever thrown in your career? Really, I think it is, you know, when I really fixed my posture, I really feel like I straightened myself up to where I was kind of the levels where I was at in, like, 2016. Um, I'm really just staying behind the ball and just been working hard to uh, keep all my leg strength up with endurance and strength. So I think it's just all coming into one, and I think that's just the reason why we're seeing that. And it looks like you guys are having a lot more fun. Obviously, winning is more fun than losing. You can, you could, you don't need to to be a PhD to figure that out. But it just seems like when you guys go to the ballpark, it, there's a lot more enjoyment out of it, and it's kind of snowballing at this stage. The way you guys are playing ball is that the sense you have? Yeah, we got some personality right now. Par Par is doing a heck of a job for our clubhouse. He's kind of our team DJ in the clubhouse, and uh, he, he's found some songs and stuff that gets us all going, uh, and ha has a lot of fun. I think that's the one thing that we're at, we're we're doing better than ever is that we're, we're really kind of having fun together as a team, uh, really gelling and just playing good baseball. And when it's all kind of feeding each other, you know, you can't have fun unless you're playing good baseball uh, and playing clean baseball. And, and when we are doing that, we're also having fun at the same time. So it's all kind of feeding each other. I mean, how can you even put that into words, especially knowing that one of those starts in the middle of that month came after he broke his nose and a black eye when he tried to lay down a bunt during batting practice and it jumped off the barrel of the bat and into his eye. Just absolutely insane. Scherzer's on a totally different level. Now, elsewhere in baseball, the Houston Astros are seeking their second World Series championship in three years. Last year, many observers thought that the Astros were better than the year before when they actually won the World Series, but they couldn't get past the world champion Boston Red Sox, who had an epic season. But this year, the Astros are back at it. And in Houston, they're wondering, with another championship run and the drafting and developing the Astros have done, is it possible Astros GM Jeff Luno is actually en route to maybe the best career ever for a baseball executive. Here's the guys on the Triple Threat, Sports Radio 610 in Houston. I think Jeff Luno is one of the biggest stars, if not the biggest star, in the Astros organization. And this is a team that's full of stars. They have Jose Altuve, who was an MVP. Alex Bregman has entered stardom, was the All-Star MVP last year. George Springer has entered stardom, was the World Series MVP in 2017. They have a former Cy Young winner in Justin Furlander. They have a future Cy Young winner in Garrett Cole. Jordan Alvarez is here. Carlos Correa, let's not forget about him, despite his injury past in these last two seasons. But Jeff Luno, amongst all of those guys, is the biggest star in this organization and is on his way to being the best GM in baseball history. Did you even mention Yuli Gurriel with all that? All uh, that, all that I on did and not on. Mention my Uli man Gurriel. done hit about five walk-offs in the last two games. <laughs> I mean, damn, what else he got to do? Yeah, he should have cracked that list as well. The Cuban sensation Yuli Gurriel. Yeah, man, fun to watch, man. I, I, look, I, I'll say it again. I, I've, I've, um, I've been to a lot of sporting events in my life, and, and I'm, I'm embarrassed to admit that I've not been to an Astros game this year, but last year I went to a few games, and I've never I've never sensed the, the buzz in, in a stadium of any kind outside of college. College football, there's a buzz in there. Everybody's invested. Everybody's dialed in. Everybody's emotions are involved, uh, invested, and, and – so I'll exclude college football, but I've other than that, I've never been in a stadium where the buzz is in the air the entire game. 
I've been to a good chunk of the Astros playoff games and, and really their history since the 90s, since the Biggio Bagwell era, not not the 80s. And the, the most buzz I felt was Game 7 of the ALCS in 2017 when they beat the Yankees, clinched their first trip ever to the World Series. That's that when was, I was there, too. That was electric. That was the best baseball atmosphere I've ever been in. That's when I was there. I don't remember yeah. which game it was, but it was the Yankees at home. Yep. Pretty good. Had a great seat over the left field wall. I wasn't sitting in a, in a regular seat. I had a, a bar table. Oh, that's good. With three or three of my, my best buddies sitting there. And I'm like, damn, there's a buzz in the air right here. It's a second <laughs> inning. What the hell's wrong with these people, man? Yeah. And next thing you know, somebody hits a bomb place, goes crazy. Yep. Next inning, somebody hits a bomb place, goes crazy. It's just the, the, the fact that at any point in time, Anybody in the lineup can pop off. It's it's absolutely beautiful and and, and fun to attend. I didn't mean I didn't mean to get away from your right. deep dive into Jeff Luno and <laughs> and all this stuff, but but I I just I love telling that story, man, because it's I got a I got a big Cardinals fan that I've done some radio with in the past in Little Rock and in, in Northwest Arkansas, and uh, he travels all over and he talks he talks extremely high about. Uh, coming down and visiting Houston. And I remember it was last year, the year before, but one of the two years he came down and visited Houston and he talks about how um, just rare it is to have that kind of environment in your stadium uh, or in the ballpark every every single night. So it, it was it's special, man. And that's we got to go sometime, man. Let's do it. Hey, if somebody out got there got some really good tickets out there listening, call us up. I need two. I need two really good tickets to the next Astros game. Seven one three five seven two four six ten. By the way, give me a buzz. Uh, give me a buzz. The fact that the that the at the Minute Maid Park and the Astros now have that buzz and now have that electricity in their ballpark is actually one reason why of the many reasons why Jeff Luno is on his way to being the best general manager in baseball history. The Astros have been amazing, and what they have drafted and developed and continue to do so has been nothing short of phenomenal. But let's slow the roll on the greatest GM ever. This is one moment in time. Right now, a three- or four-year period. Let's see a guy do this for 10 or 12 or 15 years. I mean, think about the run that the Atlanta Braves had and John Schurholtz in the 1990s. I mean, that's basically 15 straight years of dominance. Right now, we've got five years. And granted, we didn't have the Braves win a bunch of World Series, only one, but we can't put Luno in the conversation with the guys that built dynasties like what we saw with the, the Yankees back in the 90s or, like I was just saying, the Braves of the 1990s as well. We're talking about a small sample size. We've got to see it get larger when we start putting Luno in the conversation of greatest of all time. As we come into the All-Star break, the San Diego Padres are competitive they're in the middle of the wild card hunt, but the Dodgers right now own the National League West. Is that enough? Remember, the Padres spent all of that money in the offseason on Manny Machado and wanted to accelerate the process by making sure Fernando Tatis Jr. was up and ready to compete. They've spent money on Eric Hosmer, amongst others. They've got a very healthy payroll, but just being in the middle of the wild card race, is that enough? And for Manny Machado, has he lived up to that monster contract of the offseason? He joined Gwyn and Chris on 97.3 in San Diego. Who's had more fun, you playing with Fernando Tatis Jr. or Fernando Tatis Jr. playing with you? Because <laughs> the two of you guys just look like you're having a ball out there I the mean, entire time. Yeah, it's, 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 it's fun. I mean, it's, it's what he brings out every day. I mean, it's, 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 he, he seems to impress everyone every, every single day with whether it's defensively, offensively, on the base pass, 
whatever it is. I mean, he seems to impress people. So it's it's been it's been fun to watch. It's it's, it's what's been the most impressive thing has been watching him develop as a player, grow as a baseball player. Every day, single day, comes in here and he wants to learn. He wants to get better at little things where you know guys guys don't at, at that age at 20 years old i was out here just going out there and having fun and just playing baseball i wasn't trying to learn you know obviously the next year i came in had you know quite a few games under my belt had playoffs under my belt so i wanted to learn and get better obviously but so, as like first year right out the gate yeah. coming in here defensively wants to get better every day wants to win a gold glove and you know i mean that that's that's just th- those are things you can't teach you can't really teach that so it's it's you know, I mean, I think we're we're having fun together. I think uh, you know he brings he brings me down, enjoy myself whenever I'm having a bad day, and vice versa. So it's it's it's. I mean, everyone out there, it's just it's 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 very like we have such a great group, and guys don't understand. Like it's just it's just fun to come to the ballpark every day. Manny Machado joins us here on the SDCCU fan hotline. Uh, Manny, you you signed a big deal. You come over. How? difficult is it not to fall into the trap of of trying to prove everybody this new place that you're at trying to prove to them that you are are worth what you got because you see a lot of guys go through it obviously right now you're as hot as you can be but was that difficult to try to avoid that uh honestly it's it's honestly it's they can't go back now. They already got it. Already, so it don't matter. <laughs> you know, I'm just being honest. Right. It's, it's no going back. But I mean, that's just who I am. I just, I, I love playing the game. I, you know, I've, 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 I've played this game. I love this game. I die for this game. I die for my teammates. I go out there and I just, I'm leaving it out there for my teammates. And and honestly, that's the most important thing. Right. You know, right. it's it's this game is hard. It's 162 games, 600 at bats. Could you say that again? This game is what. Hard. So this game is really hard. Really, yes, it's really hard. It's just hard. he I makes think, it look I so easy. Right. That's all. No, it's not. It's not that easy. It's just, it's, that's just how I play. Okay. But you know, it's 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 hard. It's not easy, and um, you know, I, that's how I see it. I see. I, I want to go out there and, and and win every day, single day, and um, you know. Whether I go 0 for 4, I could do something defensively to help the team. Right. I could do something on the base pass to help the team. It's not always about off- offense. offense. You know, it's 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 a team sport, and you know, you could win the game in different ways, in different aspects of things. So that's how I see it. I go up there. You're gonna slump. It's it's just normal. It's just it's just normal. It's part of the game. You're gonna have you're gonna make errors. Hmm. You know, you're gonna run the bases wrong. You're gonna you're gonna get screwed up some some way, some other. You know, but. You could still impact the game in whatever way. Right. It doesn't matter. That, you know, those are things you could control. You know, you can't control if, you know, I hit a line drive Somebody right at the second right there. Somebody's standing right there. <laughs> or you hit a line drive to the right, right center field and there's the right, right, the right fielder's playing in right center field instead of right field. <laughs> right. You know, those yeah. are things you can't control. And, you know, Nowadays, so. the second baseman's playing right, right center exactly, field. Exactly my point. Get out of my way out it's there. So it's, it's, it's not easy. It's not no. easy, but, you know. Don't, I, I just try not to fall into that trap, and I just try to go out there and enjoy myself every day, have a smile, and you know, play the game that we've that, that I've wanted to play since I was, you know, a baby. We know that the Padres have one of the best farm systems in baseball, and it'll continue to churn over the next few years. So right now, even if they are not the Dodgers, sure, if they make a wild card slot this year, you've got to chalk it up and say, okay, successful season, but. That's that's the bare minimum here. If the Padres miss the playoffs this year, then I think it's a failure. I mean, they have paid that much money to Machado, 
and had Fernando Tatis Jr. and have Hosmer and the rest of those veterans, you've got to start winning more than just being in a one-game wild card. So this year, wild card find beyond, they've got to start competing for that division and making waves in the postseason. I got to say, though, when Manny Machado is asked about the pressure about his contract and about living up to it, for him to say, well, they can't take it back now, what's done is done, that's not the most confidence-inducing statement. I mean, you want your star players to not be like, well, they can't take away my contract now. They can't go back now. They already, <laughs> got, they already so it don't matter. <laughs> you know, I'm just being honest. Right. It's, it's no going back. Part of the reason that I think a lot of people in Baltimore felt like Machado wasn't worth the deal. To basketball, we still wait to see what happens with Kawhi Leonard. Where will he land And if he lands in Los Angeles with the Lakers forming a super team, would other veterans file in on minimum contracts looking for a ring? We've got one guy that sounds like he would, Joe Johnson, who joined John Fricke and Hugh Douglas at 92.9 The Game in Atlanta. What do you make of free agency this year? We had a a free agency load that was off the charts like we've never seen before that reshaped the NBA, and we still have one gigantic piece, maybe the biggest piece of the puzzle to go. Uh, I love it, man. I look forward to it. I like seeing these guys uh, teaming up, getting together, because at the end of the day, to win a title, you got to have more than one guy. That's what I've been saying. And like for I know, and for Kawhi in Toronto. I mean, man, they got they got very very fortunate. You know, they basically played against a depleted uh, a Warriors team. I mean, you look at what happened to two of their best players in Clay and Durant. I mean, if they had Durant, you know, Warriors maybe win. So, I mean, they and I think to win a title, you got to be fortunate and you got to be a little lucky. I totally agree with that, man. And and all due respect to the old heads that play the game. But the game that you guys are playing nowadays, your legacy is determined by how many championships you get. Right, right. And with that being said, Joe, if the Lakers called you today and they had they had Kawhi and they already got LeBron and they got they got Anthony Davis, right. you going to the Lakers? <laughs> 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 I definitely go help. But uh we'll see, man. You know, Kawhi's taking his time. Can you get in his head? Can you can you decide yeah, so here? Yeah, what is, it, what, is it, what is he looking for? Is it? Is it? It's not the money because he's gonna get paid. Obviously, nobody knows what he's thinking because you, I keep hearing four or five different, you know, scenarios. So, I guess we just have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, I think it's the only thing we can do. I mean, right. I, you know, I that he didn't jump at the Lakers right off the bat to go right. play with AD and LeBron. It makes me wonder a little bit, Joe Johnson, that that he says he kind of likes being the guy. He wasn't the guy in San Antonio. Uh, he obviously didn't really care for it there, even though he was a Finals MVP and a one right. ring. He goes to Toronto for, essentially for one year. Maybe he just kind of liked the idea of being in Toronto, liked being the idea of being a guy. Maybe he stays there a couple of years until LeBron does retire and then goes back home to L.A. That's what I'm, well, I'm he starting had, to think. He had, he had no choice to go to Toronto. He got right. traded there. And fortunately enough, he was able to win a championship, which is – I think, to me, is making this process harder for him. Mm-hmm. If they didn't win it, then he'd probably been in sign somewhere. But they won it, so it's like he's a pull and tug, like, dang, do right. I go back to Toronto or do I? That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what he's kind of facing at this point. You know, there's a big thing going on right now. Stephen A. Smith is reporting that 
you know, Kawhi's going to one place and Jalen Rose is saying right. that he's going somewhere else. Right. My question to you is this. How plugged in are players, like former players, yeah. to the current players? Talking about Jalen Rose and, and him saying what he said and Stephen A saying what he said. So how plugged in are our current players to the uh to the old player? Well, the other way around. I think I think uh I think they're they're very plugged into what they know to to where they know what they're talking about. Talking about the former players. Uh because guys in the league right now, you know, we kind of confide in former players and talk to them and maybe even give them a little bit more information than what we would give, you know, anybody else. Because they're they're more understanding. They've been through the process. They know what we're going through mm-hmm. or what we've been through. So I think, yeah, I think they I think current guys will confide in former players. Man, if Kawhi ends up with the Lakers and they've got all of that talent, you will see not only guys like Joe Johnson, but many others say, yeah, I'm on board with this. I want to do this. That sounds like fun because they would be such huge favorites to win the NBA Finals. But we're nowhere close to Kawhi Leonard, in my mind, wanting to enter the fray, the circus that is LeBron and the Lakers. And after Magic Johnson runs to his media buddies and tells them everything about the conversations that he had with Kawhi Leonard and his uncle, the Uncle Dennis, I got to think that Kawhi and his camp go, see, that's why that's not a good situation for us. And that's a guy that loves his privacy. That's a guy that loves his trust. He wants people to protect him, and he wants organizations that will support that. I mean, when Magic is going to go tell everybody and blabber about what intimate conversations he had and questions that he answered from Kawhi's camp, I can't imagine Kawhi Leonard feels comfortable with that. Finally, how exciting will the New Orleans Pelicans be? That's a sentence that basically has never been spoken. We've got tonight... Zion Williamson going up against the New York Knicks in Summer League action. And tickets to see Zion in Summer League are through the roof. I mean, this is the Pelicans in Summer League. That's how much excitement is around this franchise because of Zion and the trade that they pulled off for Anthony Davis. And just how impressive is the turnaround by David Griffin and company in that front office? Here is Pelicans play-by-play voice Joel Myers, who joined WWL in New Orleans. Last night on my way home from... The gas station, I stopped in, and the attendant would say, it said something to the effect, I can't wait. I'm so excited about the Pelicans. I can't wait to watch the Pelicans play this year. And typically, that's a conversation that you hear about the Saints. So it just kind of reaffirmed that. I'm sure you're dealing with similar things as well, Joel. Not just locally, guys, and not just regionally. And I did love that sign, We the South, uh, on draft night when uh, we're all in Fulton Valley. But everybody's talking about the direction now, the proper direction of the franchise. And Give David Griffin a lot of credit. David has turned things around in a short period of time. Brings in Trajan, brings in Swin, just bright, creative people, exchanging information, sharing ideas, and then making really good decisions. So the, now you can say the Pels do have a chance. And I, I, when I say the Pels have a chance, Pels have a chance for sustainable success for a lot of years to come. It's just the beginning, guys. And that's a narrative that hasn't been able to – been pushed around this Pelicans basketball program? I've seen it firsthand, so have you. And it's kind of a patchwork, uh, what it's been. And I, I know they were trying their very best in the front office, but it's, they were trying to put people around Anthony Davis. But unfortunately, there was guys that were coming in for a year or two at a time, and we didn't have guys that you could hang your hat on. Now, hopefully, 10, 15 years from now, we're going to have guys that are going to want uh, eventually their jerseys up at the rafters because they've put in the time they've 
succeeded at a high level, and then it's going to be suggested by the franchise that all of a sudden now their legacy is going to be remembered forever. So the the positives, I, I could go down a long grocery list, but also what the Bells did in free agency, everything's with a purpose and a plan, and it makes a lot of sense. Joel, you've had an opportunity to talk to Zion. What's he like? Well, soft-spoken, a uh, real good kid, real humble. And remember this, he's from the South. He's from Spartanburg, South Carolina. It's it's a natural fit. It's not a guy from the Midwest or from the Northeast. It's a guy that enjoys being in the South. So long-term, and I'm not jumping the gun on anything, but long-term, I think you build around him. And it's going to be a process where it'll take time. There's no question about that. All of a sudden, though, David did accelerate the process a little bit with a couple of vets like J.J. Redick and Derek Favors. But it's going to take time. You can't put pressure on them. That's what they want to avoid. So now you can play them naturally at the four because Derek Favors is a five. He was playing out of position, so Gobert could be the five in Salt Lake City. So now you got a a legit old-school five and a four, Zion, who can run, rebound, run, take it off the glass, Uh, these are really good days for all of us. I can't wait for July 5th just to watch these guys. And then on the 6th, then Nikhil and also Jackson get on the floor because they can't sign their contracts. They're part of the trade with Atlanta, 8-17 and and overall. They can't play in the opener. They're not legal yet because the trade is the first business day of the NBA year, which is July 6th. So it'll be Zion with the other guys like Frank Jackson on the 5th and then you can get Nikhil and Jackson on the floor on the sixth. Man, it is amazing what Griffin was able to extract from the Lakers for AD. And granted, AD is worth it because of the type of player that he is, especially if they win championships and go to the NBA Finals multiple times in Los Angeles, and he's the centerpiece that they build around for the next couple of years. But what the Pelicans have been able to do is take a negative situation and now have people feeling positive about Pelicans basketball. That's no easy feat. And there's a little bit of luck there, obviously, a lot of luck in winning the NBA lottery and getting Zion Williamson. But at the same time, they've done what they could to make it feel like a good situation. That's a pretty amazing compliment to Griffin and company. That'll do it. The best of your sports talk for Friday, July the 5th. We'll see you on Monday, everyone. Thanks for listening to Around the Dial. Subscribe now for the best daily recap in sports talk on Radio.com or the Radio.com app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.